Oh wait, no longer greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it's here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest, in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube at the Trophy Room Show. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or if you really like us, toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host we ever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir i'm good yeah i'm good i was trying to think of like a a segue or like a clever way to say that like i feel 10 pounds lighter because <laughs> i cut my hair yes dude what <laughs> For a the night first time in a year year and a half since christmas time 2019 yeah i could not believe the this is what I look like underneath all that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking good, dude. You're looking snazzy. Thanks, man. Nice, a, a nice hairdo. And did they yeah. even trim the also, beard up? Also, my head bit? is longer than I thought it was. I thought it was more round. <laughs> I'm, I'm like stretched yeah. out vertically a little bit. Yeah, they they shaped up my beard. I was oh, like, you know what? Just beautiful. you know, trim it up a little bit. Make it look like. I'm less of a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm I'm now I look like bushly. Like I just look unkept. And that's truthfully mm-hmm. so. But at the same yeah. exact time, I think I'm gonna th- I think next week, when you see me video version of this show, I'm gonna Lex Luther it, dude. I think I'm gonna go with oh. the bald look. Oh okay. I'm gonna th- I'm thinking right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try a deep buzz cut. I'm gonna see how I like it, because look it. Look at this hairline. It's it's dissipating. And I'm going to see uh-huh. if if I can rock the look. Because Hold on, let me let me cover up the top of your head. Yeah, let me please. see. Give it a go. This is what I would look All like. All right. Okay. I think okay. I can pull it off. Yeah, I think you can pull it off. Yeah. If not, two pays are in my future. But with that, Kyle, just <laughs> just come walking into the show next week holding yeah. a cat and just petting it. Like an evil villain. <laughs> like an evil villain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've gotten a little flack. I, I want to do some housekeeping before we start the show like we usually do. Um, I want to start off by saying that we are a part of a little thing called the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Link to our Twitter down below or even in the description is the link. Uh, please register, throw your email in there, uh, vote for us uh, for the games and hobbies category. Um, we could win an actual trophy that I'll display in the back here. It'll be really, dare I say, it would be a banger thing if we can do that. And, and I'll use that word on the show. Just to describe just the if literal we win, awesomeness. If yeah. we win, I mean, not if, I'm sorry, when we win, mm-hmm. are you, do I just get it like it's joint custody? So I get it every other weekend or like every third weekend of the month or something like that? I feel like every time we meet in person, we'll hand it off. Oh, I like that. Because shipping rates would yeah, eat us no. alive. Absolutely. <laughs> eat us alive. Me taking the train to the city, people are like, what's that? What are you doing? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I yeah. want an award. It's fine. Yeah. It's my award, damn it. But yeah, so please go over to the uh, People's Choice Awards for podcast down link down below. It's a little convoluted the way the voting works, so you have to actually register us in. Uh, and then in August, the finals happen. I think I think we could do this. I think we could pull it off. And if we do, Kyle, I'll even just up the ante. 
remember how I hate the word banger? Yeah. I'll, I'll break it. I'll break the rule every now and again. It's Ooh. it's it's a no holds bar. You can say it as much as you want. I won't get annoyed. In fact, I'll even encourage it. Awesome, Dave. You hear me? You can make multiple <laughs> emails. I'm not saying you should do this, but you can make multiple emails and put us in multiple times. I'm not saying you should. In fact, maybe you shouldn't. But I'm not. I'm just saying the options there. So that's something maybe y'all should check uh, check a look at. But other than yeah. that, Kyle, listen, we have do the a rock proud. We're the people's choice. Yeah, we're the people's choice. Okay. Today we're going to be talking about <laughs> how Valve has revealed the Steam Deck and what we think of a possible re-entry into a PS Vita 2 future. We're going to be talking once again about Netflix entry into games, and rumor has it with some leaks. PlayStation might actually be involved. We're going to be talking about Tencent purchasing Sumo Digital and also how PlayStation is likely to skip Gamescom 2020. But with all that said and with all that out of the way, I do want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. I want to thank our newest patron, Quincy. Thank you so much for your patronage. I want to thank our platinum producers, Todd Berwitz and Too Soon. Our gold producers, Chaotic Monkey, Gavin Goffrey, Griffin West, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Ren, Metal Kirby, Robbie Bobby Miller, our Silver Plus members, Hide Indoors, Nakachaka, Marcus O'Neill. Oh, it's just Ray, JB, the Purple Monkey, Jadus Von Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, Cypher Primus, and Captain Logan. Thank you all so very much for your patronage each and every week. As you can see, we got some cool quality of stuff here, quality of life stuff, all because of your amazing patronage over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Also, if I miss your name, please DM me. Uh, this week has been bonkers crazy personal life wise um so i'm sorry if i miss anybody but please let me know and i'll rectify that next week kyle with all that said and with all that out of the way it's time we just square up the news gosh darn it real quick before i square up the news okay i need you to do me do something for me joe Uh-oh. and probably for a lot of people listening out there okay you said rumor has it. Yeah. And you didn't do the Adele. Oh, sorry. And rumor I need, has it. I need it. Thank you. Now <laughs> we can square up the news. Andy Robinson over at VGC writes, Valve has revealed its Switch-style handheld gaming PC, the Steam Deck. Valve has announced Steam Deck, its Switch-style handheld, handheld gaming PC. The device, which was first reported on earlier this year, is described as, quote, a powerful all-in-one portable PC, end quote, capable of running the latest AAA games. Like a Nintendo Switch, it can even be plugged into a television via cables or an official dock, which will be sold separately. Steam Deck is also an open PC, Valve said, with the ability to install any software or connect with any hardware. The handheld will feature a, quote, powerful custom APU, unquote, developed with AMD, a 7-inch touchscreen, full-size controls with gyro and trackpads, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, micro SD expansion slot, and a USB-C port. It will begin shipping in December with prices starting at $399 for the 64-gigabyte eMMC. Increased storage options will also be available for $529, the 256-gigabyte NVMe SSD, and $649, the 512-gigabyte NVMe SSD. The Vita 
lives, Kyle. With an amendum, I want to just add here, as Mm -hmm. the Steam Deck lives, something must die. This comes from PS Life uh, Lifestyle from Andrew Akira. The PS Vita received its last new game releases. Sony has closed submissions for the new handheld. They write the PS Vita has received the final batch of game releases today, July 20th, as Sony closed new submissions for the nearly decade-old portable console earlier this month. A total of six games were targeted for releases to the store today, which Sony states will continue operating for the foreseeable future. Previously, Sony planned to close the PlayStation Vita store on August 27th, but the decision was later revoked after widespread outcry from fans. Now, here comes a question from Hide Indoors. They write, when it comes to the Steam Deck, like, why? Other than Nintendo, no one else has really been able to dominate the handheld market. I loved my Vita and it served me well, but do we really need something else? Kyle, why the Steam Deck? Why this thing? Does this intrigue you in any way? Go for it. Take it away. I am 1000% intrigued. Yeah? I I so want a Steam Deck. Um uh no like no surprises to anyone. I love handheld gaming. I love mm-hmm. my Vita. I love my Switch Lite. I, I, I just love playing on the go, especially if I'm at work or something and I have a free time and just take it out and play. Like, it is the go-to. Or, like, long trips. Like, I go to the city a lot, so it's an hour and a half both ways. Plenty of time to get in some gaming in, in between. Yeah. Um, the fact that I can bring my Steam library of games, which are filled with dope indies that are mm-hmm. you can only play on PC, mm-hmm. is... So damn cool. In addition to being able to play Horizon Zero Dawn on the go or, you know, Death Stranding on the go mm-hmm. or uh, um, what was the other one? Uncharted 4, I, I believe is coming soon. Rumor has like, it. Rumor has, rumor has it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these big but days gone, like these big budget Sony AAA exclusive PlayStation Studio titles right. coming to PC, being able to download that on the Steam Deck, just go play these gigantic games. The fact that another thing we talked last week yeah. about, like, Final Fantasy fourteen, like, you can play Final Fantasy fourteen on the go. One of the biggest, if not the mm-hmm. biggest game going right now. It's just the, the possibilities are endless. Right. And I think it looks great. Um, some minor things I wish were differently but also for me i don't like sitting here at my desk playing pc games like this chair is not the comfiest i don't want to stare at this little tv i'd rather either you know lay in my bed play some indies or the fact that this is also coming with a dock hook it up to my tv and play things on my tv like it's just a a dream per se like it is really good i i just hope that it's not Every year, it's we don't get another iteration. Yeah, and, and that's that. That's where I'm a little worried about. Yeah, and, and that is one worry I have too. Is like this is the first of consoles. I, I'm right there. Remember with you. what the the Steam Steam machines. 
The Steam Machines, which or was, like, even... the big thing when I was working at GameStop, where yeah. there were, like, six different versions, all different companies <laughs> were making them, and then nobody bought them. Exactly. And they just kind of went away. Or Except even for, like, like, the Steam s- controllers every once in a while. Yeah, but, like... but even them, like, collecting dust somewhere. So, for me, Kyle, I'm right there with you. I'm really excited for this piece of tech. So, like, why? Well, why not? Because, like, we see Nintendo is just owning the marketplace right now with the Nintendo Switch. And they do something similar where every year there's a revision to the Switch. Now this year, they're getting booed because all they did was put an OLED in uh, screen in it. But, you know, for me, it opens the doors for, yes, indie games. This is a, a huge uh, place for indies. Indies first find their home at PC, mm-hmm. generally, most of the time. And then they put their 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 games over to console. So, to me, this is a really great way of checking out some indies that maybe won't come to PlayStation in the future, or maybe will, you know, in in years time. But me getting in as the door opens, that's awesome. Takes the sting out a little bit. Yeah, and to me as well, Kyle. I'm thinking about the PlayStation games. Like, yeah, I, dude. I I joked about it on Twitter when I first saw this thing. Being able to play Ghost of Tsushima on the go. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, is mm-hmm. to note that battery life goes from anywhere from two to eight hours. So okay. that is that is not great by any That is pretty understandable though for like what it is touting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a it's a little beast of a machine in there, even using the same architecture that you know the PlayStation and, and series consoles are using. So that's pretty darn impressive. And even going and like into the NVMe yeah. drives as well. Like, that's something yeah. that is, I think, really freaking cool that PlayStation's doing. Uh, or, sorry, that Steam's doing. Take it away, Kyle. Yeah, and, and, like, you know, we say it all the time. We're a PlayStation podcast, but we yeah. celebrate all games. Yeah. The fact that this could possibly, not possibly, will run Game Pass mm-hmm. and play Game Pass games on the go mm-hmm. on a dedicated, like, handheld gaming machine, not a phone with, like, touchscreen controls or a need for another accessory, like a backbone or whatever it is. Just it's all there in one spot. That's huge. That is really, really, really cool. And really to bring it back to PlayStation 2, Kyle, PlayStation Now. Like, being able to just install Windows and just say, hey, play God of War on the go. That's that's Absolutely. That's bonkers, dude. And listen, is it going to be one-to-one? Is, you know, the wireless chip in there going to be the best thing ever? Who sure. knows? Probably not. But just to have it as an option is mm-hmm. awesome. So, Rick, the Welsh one writes in, this is an easy one for me, guys. Steam Deck. Are you guys buying one? Kyle, are you buying a Steam Deck? Is this is this something that I intrigues you? Would, yeah, I'm definitely intrigued. I would like to. Okay. Those price tags are pretty steep. I mean, I just bought a Series X. You're right. So I I, do, I I know the reservation process. I believe it's only $5 now to mm-hmm. reserve one. And then they'll email you Correct. in a few months. And then you have the option to purchase from there. Um, which I, I do really enjoy and appreciate that. That really takes it away from the scalpers. Yeah. Um, and it's also one per Steam account, which I really, really appreciate as well. Yeah. Um, I just need to, you know. Cross out the zeros, add the ones, you know what I mean. <laughs> do a little math, see if I figure it out. Right. I, I, honestly, I just don't know what kind of – I always try to go for the biggest possible storage as possible. Oh, really? But 650, 650 is pretty steep. Yeah. So I, I might just go for like the 64 gig base one just to mm. see if it's 
kind of my thing. I'll say this. Two things about this reservation process. First, I have reserved one. I do feel like this is the Vita that I've always wanted. I loved the Vita. It was a little machine that could. But I gave up on it when Sony gave up on it. I wasn't out here on the island. I I quickly <laughs> I quickly swam ashore. Like it was not something I wanted to do. Um, you can rest now, sweet prince. You can rest now. <laughs> As you pull out your Vita, yeah. Like and even this is kind of reawakened Vita. Like maybe I want to take a rifle rifle life raft and get back to that island. Uh, just yeah. see what's up. But you know, for me, this is this is something I've always wanted, always something I dream of. This is why I love the Switch, um, is to play games that are not held back by the handheld design, but are just simply there because of the handheld design. So yeah, I'm I pre-ordered one. The other epiphany, Kyle, is uh your Steam names. Steam, my Steam name. I have not gone on to Steam in quite a while, sir. <laughs> it's quite bad. <laughs> Do you oh, want to know no. what? My Steam okay. name is. Will the show get canceled if you say your name? No, because I think they're still alive. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Okay. Hold hold back. Hold back here. This was okay. this was made ten plus years ago. I was uh-huh. but a child. My name okay. on well, Steam. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Is your name professing your love for a celebrity? <laughs> No, like there are a lot of kids, like you know, Jennifer Lawrence is hot twelve or something like right. that. Well, <laughs> is it like that? I mean, in the same vein. <laughs> yes. My name on Steam. You can add me if you want. I will not add add you back. I literally just use this for the reservation. Is Wilford Brimley the Elzer ones? <laughs> because. It was at the height of the Wilford Brimley meme. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you know, he's like God. diabetes. <laughs> I like the apple thing pie you don't know, Joe, is yeah. that is one of the longest running jokes between my mom and me. I'll just come <laughs> out of nowhere, just be like, ah, I'm Wilford Brimley. I got diabetes. <laughs> and we'll crack her up immediately. Yeah. Oh, like Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Again, I was oh, but a child. Joe. I was but a child. Okay, here's what Jedi Master Ren writes in. All right. Yeah. Ready for this? Yeah. Let's talk about the Steam Deck. Well, here we are, Jedi Master Ren. It looks promising, like a promising piece of hardware, albeit on the dark side. As we know, Sony has started to put their games on PC and obviously have stepped out uh, out of the handheld market as of late. How do you feel? Or how do you think Sony feels? They're, oh, goodness gracious. Triple A bangers being ac- accessible on this device. It's trademark Joe. You have to say it and mean it. That's right. We sell a shirt with that. So you like, you kind of have to. Again, I will be happy to say that word if we win the pod- People's Choice Podcast Awards. Whatever oh. the name of it is, I want it and I need to win it. So, also, just, yeah. just real quick, since it's, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. came up in just conversation on the show. Sure. Uh, United States Postal Service, I'm coming for you. Where are my damn shirts? <laughs> oh I my have, God. still haven't gotten them. I haven't gotten my pride shirts. I haven't got my AAA banger shirt. Are you holding them? Have you stolen them? <laughs> I, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you, U.S. Postal Service? Uh, but Kyle, how do you how do you think Sony feels? They got this handheld I... art here. And they got their games on PC. On Steam. 
and they're going to be able to be accessed by this handheld device. Do you think Sony cares? I, I honestly think Sony is sitting back and like this is a this is a win. Yeah, I do think they're looking at this like you know they let them do the work for us, even though it's not like every week there's going to be another Sony game on this right. device. It'll still be trickling out. Until the eventual years where it's like day and date PC and, and console. Sure. Um, I think they're they're like, we couldn't have planned this any better. Like <laughs> this is this is a happy accident. This is kind of what we wanted the Vita to be in the first mm-hmm. place. Like one of the biggest selling points of the Vita was the fact that you could play your PS4 games on your your Vita and your PS3 games, uh, for that matter. Um, I think they're along with maybe something else that's in the work in the next story we're going to talk about. Like, right, right. Sony's sitting back and things are falling in place where they don't really have to do a whole lot of legwork. Like, it doesn't have to come from them. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, unfortunately, I don't think so- Sony looks at this and goes, "Oh, dang it, we missed out on something." I think they look back and going, "Well, we could sell our games here, and if people want to play it on the go, they get to have that option yeah. too with this thing." But even them, I think they're standing back and they're they're kind of watching of how this thing actually performs. Because I mean, the only console that has really succeeded at mobile in big ways is Nintendo, and like legitimately has succeeded at them. Like PSP, as much as I adore that handheld, is really yeah. only made possible or, or popular. By pirating, like PS Vita yeah. came and unfortunately went and was killed off and unsupported way too soon and cracked into way too fast, and that gave I think Sony a heart attack when they saw that. And that that is even they went and said it. I uh, that one uh, Reddit uh, post from from the anonymous PlayStation store said, as soon as the Vita was cracked into, it died. So to me, I think like PlayStation, they're kind of wiping their hands from this going. We could have got on this gravy train, but we didn't. But we're still going to profit because our games are going to be on this device if it is a success. So to mm-hmm. me, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if they're they're kicking themselves over anything. That said, Captain yeah. Logan does yeah. write in saying, do you think the Steam Deck will revitalize the handheld market for Sony in two to three years, or will they continue to offload their exclusives to Steam and miss out on the handheld market while they try to capture the VR market? This is a great question because PlayStation mm-hmm. VR, for what it is, has done pretty well for Sony. So they're continuing it with PSVR 2. We saw Moss Book 2 out there at the State of Play uh, in, in July. So to me, Kyle, I don't know about you, but... I, I think Sony's going to enter the mobile rink or the arena in a different way. I think it's going to be very akin to xCloud. I think Sony's endgame is we want to be on the cloud. We want to be on a phone app. I, I don't know. What what say you here? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think I, – I even think the two to three years might even be too soon if they ever even think about it because they are – going heavy into VR, like you even mentioned Moss Book 2, but we also got that PSVR demo that's out in the store like today for right. Fract, I believe it's called, yep. which yep. is a PSVR, PSVR game. So they are, they're still going fully in on VR and VR 2 whenever that comes out, whenever we see the headset and whatnot. And it's probably a $1,000 price tag, by the way it sounds. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if Sony will ever go back to a dedicated handheld machine as much as it kills me. I do think you're uh, you're you're right there where it is 
they met with you know Xbox. Xbox, oh my god, Xbox, <laughs> uh, to talk about like the Azure servers and, and learn as much as they can and, and about their cloud systems and they they really are trying to go the future route and make sure it's future proof and not this is going to be a slight jab at Nintendo but not be a not seen as like a dedicated toy thing okay like like how Nintendo is I think viewed by a lot of parents and older generation as a toy sure uh, uh, like a like a you know something that is akin for children where like playstation and cloud based things are like new age gamers and gaming uh you it's, know systems or whatnot it's kind of like um actually thinking back to our friend of the show lord cognito uh, always talks about when he talks about x cloud is like um, you know, if I'm in the waiting room for the doc doctor's appointment or what have yes. you, I whip out my phone. I whip out like my little like yep. you know backbone, mm-hmm. and I'm I don't feel that bad, <laughs> or I don't feel like yeah. eyes are on me when I'm whipping out my Nintendo Switch and, and playing there. I get what you're trying to say there for sure, and yeah. I think yeah, yeah, like even going to Phil Spencer's interview that we talked about a week ago with the kind of funny gang where he he talked about the, the Nintendo Switch as we know it, is one of the few devices that is not an Android device or a iOS device that and is just solely video games that has actually taken off, that is actually popular, that people are – that is a success. So when I think you take all those things into account, I'm not saying that, like, this, this thing can't be successful, but it does have a mountain to climb and things to prove – until it's that successful. And I don't think PlayStation or Sony is in the realm of like, let's test fate one more time on this handheld device thing. Cause I just don't know. <sighs> Unfortunately, I don't know if their heart's in it or, or it, I, I think their heart is truly with VR because this is, this is still a field that is unmarked territory. So yeah. Yeah, and, that's, and, that's and anytime this conversation comes up, like whether or not Sony will make a Vita 2 or get back into handheld, whatever, every single time without fail, I could think of that. I forgot what convention it was, or maybe it was just like unveiling the Switch somewhere. Mm-hmm. Of the picture of Shuhei taking pictures of the Switch behind glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why was he doing that if they're not trying to look into a future handheld thing? Because that was after the Vita died. Yeah, pretty much in their eyes. Like, why was he still research taking pictures of the Switch? Unless he's just a fan of video games, which is most likely the thing, because we know Shuhei just loves all games. Um, I, 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 I hope I really do because I love my Vita, I love my Sony handhelds, but it's they don't need it at all. They, they're they're good without it. Yeah. I I 100% I'm right there with you. I don't think they need it. But again, it's I think it's cool for us PlayStation fans that are over the fact that their games will eventually be on PC as well that it gives us an, another way to enjoy PlayStation games on the go. And I feel like that's really dope cuz hell yes, I would I would double dip on Horizon and Ghost of Tsushima just to play those games on the go. Absolutely I would. That said, Here's something that we talked about last week, and I did not think, Kyle, for a second, for a second, that we'd be talking about this again. But alas, here we are. Kyle, let's talk about Netflix. 
Matt TM Kim from IGN writes, Netflix will focus on mobile games first, won't charge an additional fee for games. Netflix has revealed more about its plans to branch into games, including how the subscription service will not be charging members an additional fee to play games once Netflix begins rolling out products in earnest. In a letter to shareholders ahead of its quarterly financial earnings, Netflix dedicated a section to speak more about its new gaming venture. Last week, Netflix confirmed that it hired veteran video game executive Mike Verdu to become the new vice president of game development at Netflix. According to Netflix, the streaming company says it views gaming as another new content category for us, similar to our expansion into original films, animation, and unscripted TV. Netflix also added that when games do launch on the platform, it will, quote, be included in members' Netflix subscription at no additional cost, similar to films and series, end quote. Initially, we'll be primarily focused on games for mobile devices, Netflix writes. Since we are nearly a decade into our push into original programming, we think the time is right to learn more about about how our members value games. Okay, so you're like here. It's it's it, it seems like they're dipping their toes into the video game waters. But Kyle, it oh, sounds like Ouya. It sounds, sounds a like Ouya right now to me. Okay, real talk. Before we get into like the crazy speculative stuff, yeah. To get into the same territory, this feels like and I'm legit. This feels like they want you to open the Netflix app on your phone, open the Netflix app on mm-hmm. your tablet. That's uh, that's what really what I think it is. They want they want engagement up and more people, concurrent people on that platform as possible. And I think they think games are the way to do it. And if uh, what I'm hearing is right, it's more akin to a Apple uh, arcade like service or light sure. service. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Right, Kyle? I can just imagine they're like. We want people on Netflix on their phones while they're watching Netflix on their TVs and just have it just double dipping. Like they just want everyone in on it because the thing about Netflix is the price has been going up pretty steadily after yeah. the last couple of years. And it's all, a little upsetting. It is. And I mean, we talked that we complained about it last week, but what yeah. what cool thing if we got like the Jackbox party devs in oh, on this? Yes. Right, Absolutely. and it's day one on the service. We're playing Quiplash with our friends, being the worst type yeah. of people on earth with that that game. Yeah. Like that would be awesome, and I think those party mm-hmm. games is a great way, and I think a great door for Netflix to kind of peek into there. That said, though, Absolutely. Kyle, I want to get out of the realm of reality here, because according <laughs> to data miner Steve Moser, where's my tinfoil hat? Get it out, please. Please. While, while, all I have, all I have is this duster. So all right, there out. you go. There are already video game references within the Netflix app source code, including a logo for the service and called Endgame, as well as assets for a couple of unbranded DualSense controllers and Ghost of Tsushima's artwork. These could be errant leftovers from testing, but they could certainly fuel speculation. Sony, after all, is already in bed with Netflix and has already signed a multi-year U.S. licensing agreement, which will see Sony Pictures Entertainment movies like Uncharted come first to the streaming service following their theatrical and home entertainment release windows. There's unlikely to be too much of substance here, but Netflix's venture into games appears to be in the primary preliminary stage anyway but that's still fascinating nonetheless yeah this could be many things i wanted to just many things put it out on the show 
because it is strange. Like these pictures of the DualSense controllers, never seen them before. Like I put it up to Google Images, nothing. These are brand new, just pictures. Like and and it's not mm-hmm. like again, it, it's 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 like you would put it up on a Twitter post or on any type of social media post. Like they're legit. Um, we have Ghost of Tsushima, apparently seen in this little test face here. What do you what do you think this is? In in your pie in the sky, we know whatever we say is gonna be wrong. But what do you think this is, Kyle? I have no idea. <laughs> I, None whatsoever. No, it's very odd how mm-hmm. how like whenever these people like go into the codes, which like let's be real. Yeah. Are you really that bored? <laughs> yes. Are you really that bored to go through the source code and mm-hmm. see what you can find? Yes. Um, Every day I try to play I, little I, war games. <laughs> like the movie, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking of. Uh, it's just odd that, like, yeah, the DualSense controllers are in there and Ghost of Tsushima's artwork is in there. Like, those are pretty big things. Yeah. And if if I'm speculating here, what if this is... Again, I don't know. What if this is PlayStation's answer to PS Now? Well, what if it is just in Netflix? That's the <laughs> Netflix thing. And that's so crazy that you say that because to me, when when I take a look at Netflix, it it's skyrocketing in price every freaking year. We're playing we're paying sixteen bucks a month for it. And we're starting yeah. to ask ourselves why. Uh, you know, we take a look at, you know, PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus. These are these are services that are very much a, a lot cheaper in value than than a Netflix. You're talking about sixty uh, a, a year for both of these things. So like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't add up to anything substantial. I do think like the DualSense controllers is definitely probably a tie with PlayStation or or Sony saying, sure. hey, you know, we'll make this theatrical deal just. We'll license some of our stuff to you, to you, or please show our wares on 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 the on the service. Whatever weird lawyer Fair. stuff that they would want. Um, and I, I and I think it's like more like oh, you plugged in your your DualSense controller to to play Jackbox on Netflix more than anything. I mean, we even saw the DualSense in in Apple um, in the Apple keynotes. So I don't think this means mm. anything of of relative substance. And when it comes to Ghost of Tsushima's artwork, that's more of a questionable why is that there than anything. But if I were to guess, I think it's straight up just there to test more than anything. But very interesting nonetheless. Again, I think this is fascinating. We could go down the rabbit hole on this, but I don't think it's too necessary. I just want to put that out there in the universe. I want to know what y'all think. Go to PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Tweet at us. What do you think this whole Netflix thing is? Do you think it's a bigger conspiracy theory? Do you think it's? Do you think this is the answer to Game Pass? Because I just don't think to, or think so, because I think it's too expensive. If that would be the case, I mean, too expensive, yes. But on the flip side, okay, who doesn't already have Netflix? Like it's kind of already baked in. <sighs> so in, in a way, it's even like okay. more accessible than Game Pass is because a lot of people just have Netflix. I and mean, it's just there. What if it's like an addition too? It's like here's PS Now on top of Netflix. Yeah. But at the same exact time, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know where I'm pulling this information out of, 
Netflix uses different cloud architecture. I think it uses uh, Amazon structured network than Azure's. Okay. And we're still going with the whole deal that was made about two years ago that Microsoft and Sony are working together in that Azure cloud type service. So I think that's sure. what they're going to be using Azure and not. That's fair. Uh, I think it's AWS for the, okay. for the Netflix. Can, stuff, uh, but yeah. Can we quickly talk about the service called Endgame and how it sounds like a <laughs> villain trying to be clever with its master plan? <laughs> I like, did not think about that until an, now. Creating an app to brainwash the masses. And yeah. oh, you know what? We're going to call it Endgame. And no one's going to figure out that it actually is the end all be all. <laughs> yeah. I like it's, it's like the Tony uh, Stark uh, snap. Here's my thing, Kyle. Here's my question for you. Um, or not question. Here's my comment for you. I thought it really sounded like Engage, like the phone. Yes. And that's yeah. what I, that was my first thing. It's like, oh God, the Engage. And I just think of the bad, like, like little thing that they had uh, at GameStop, mm-hmm. the little gondola of Engage. Mm-hmm. And he had like Tony Hawk and like, ironically enough, I think Splinter Cell as well, like just on a and- shitty phone. Am I since we're down this rabbit hole? Yeah, is it please. just me, or was there also a PlayStation cell phone at some point? Yes, there was. It was called yeah. The, yeah I think it's like Sony the, X, Ericsson. I think Xperia Play. Xperia I think it was Go. Called. I think it was called. Where yeah. it had some games. I think not like a whole lot, but it was like a controller. It, it, it was like you could flip. It fl- it flipped up like a PSP Go, and yeah. it had the buttons. Wow. God Sony. really truly abandoned us. That was their last attempt. Whoa. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh man, <sighs> they could have had that, you the know PlayStation what? Deck. Vita, yeah, Vita's next. They could have had the PlayStation Deck, but here we go. Xperia phones. Kyle, talking about disappointment, let's talk about <laughs> Ubisoft's next FPS they're toting. Tom Ivan from VGC writes: New Ubisoft FPS X Defiant combines Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, The Division, and more. Build as a, quote, high-octane shooter combining realistic gunplay with personalized classes, end quote. X Defiant is the multiplayer game combining elements of the Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, and Division games with other properties to follow. Blending 6v6 arena combat with faction-based abilities, quote, its fast-paced firefights meets punk rock mosh pit, end quote, Ubisoft said in a reveal video on Monday. The game features four playable factions, or classes splinter cells echelon the support ghost recon breakpoints wolves the tank and the divisions cleaners assault and outcast healer quote every faction comes equipped with traits abilities and an ultra to oh and an ultra to complement your play style ubisoft said factions are at the heart of the game they are inspired by maverick groups from across tom clancy games and beyond from this inspiration, we created new characters and gameplay unique to our shooter, and will continue to add to this diverse cast as the game evolves, end quote. X Defiant is in development at Ubisoft San Francisco and led by executive producer Mark Rubin, who previously held the same position at Modern Warfare Studio Infinity Ward and creative director Jason Schroeder. Man, oh man. Kyle, did you watch this trailer? I saw clips. That's cool, because, listen, I <laughs> I didn't tell it's you. It's very generic from what I saw. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you weren't missing out on much, because I watched the trailer. I streamed it with the community, and I can't even tell you, man. I Listen, 
I don't want to beat this thing up, right? Too bad because who knows? This thing could come out and could actually genuinely wow us. Um, and when I first saw the first little clip that IGN teased, it 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 looked very Call of Duty esque, right? Where it's just like an abandoned, you know, uh, trade center. It is just like you know, a bunch of cars all over all over the place scattered. You with a Kalashnikov just like shooting at random stuff, throwing shields down and whatnot. Um, and it looked genuinely pretty fun. Like I wasn't writing it off immediately, like the rest of the internet was. And taking a look at that multiplayer reveal i really want to hope that this game does good and from what i've seen from the devs they're really passionate about like we want to take this and we want to grow this with you and to me just watching it nothing wowed me you know i'm the fps guy i'm the multiplayer Mm -hmm. guy in this crew Mm -hmm. nothing spoke to me here of like this seems different it just kind of seems like a hodgepodge of like yeah, Apex and Overwatch and Call of Duty, and there's nothing that this game is doing that is its own. It seems. Go for it, Kyle. I mean, even if the the build tagline of a high octane shooter combining realistic gunplay with personal classes, how is that any different from any other multiplayer game out there right now? Correct. That that is right off the bat. You're not selling me on something that is unique. And exciting for me to jump in. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, that little clip that IGN put out, it looked like Call of Duty in a division setting in in a weird way. And just like it's not screaming to me something new and fresh and exciting. It's kind of like how I'm kind of done with like the Call of Duty war war stuff. Like Mm -hmm. we've we've had it for so long. I'm more into give me the more futuristic stuff. That's kind of why I want resistance back. Yeah, that was a war game, but it had its weird sci-fi take on it with the weapons and the enemies and, and stuff. That's kind of why I appreciate what Halo did. Halo is a, a military shooter at its base, but it is so fantastical and sci-fi. That's kind of where I lie when it comes to like shooters and, like even Apex, Apex is fantastic too in in that realm. Uh, it's just like when you're trying to go with such a vanilla kind of tagline, like nothing <laughs> is is screaming at me like you have to play this this most anticipated. Come check us out, kind of yeah. thing. Like nothing. In fact, it says maybe wait until this game is ready. Got meat on the bone, you know. For me, I think the only like. The thing that sets it apart, quote unquote, is the art style. And even then, it's just like, it's kind of like vibrant, cell shaded ish. Um, When I take a look at it, though, Kyle, I'm like, this is the only thing that is going to set your game apart. Like, this is this is something from the Tom Clancy universe. We know Tom Clancy is being grounded in reality, modern setting. And what you're giving us here is kind of just goes directly against what what we know from Tom Clancy games. They're so supposed to be like, oh, this could like a what if scenario happened in today's times. This kind of just looked meh. And I'm going to bring something forward to you, Kyle, because everybody was hating on this game. I don't think anybody's going to be happy until they come out with a Splinter Cell game. I was just going to bring that out because I'm looking at this cover, the, like this key art. People are oh, fucking the logo and all pissed, the characters. Kyle. And you know I hate and the cuss. two of them, 
Yeah, the the two of them with the the splinter cell goggles, like they are just teasing and teasing mm-hmm. splinter cell fans. Like here it is, remember this, the thing you've been waiting for. Well, there's gonna be a nod in this game. Yeah, you're Here's not this ever gonna get that guy wink and nod. Like you're Come not clever. On. People are yearning for this game, and every yeah. time, every time they have like a whether it's this crossover game, whether it's. Uh, the mobile game that literally just failed in less than a year. Elite Squad. Yeah, Elite Squad. Um, Ghost Recon. They keep teasing that he's going to come back. Sam Fisher's coming back. That Splinter Cell is coming back. But instead, they give him all these weird winks and nods. And it's like, I don't think anybody... I think people are sick and tired of it, Ubisoft. They know they have you have something great here. They want this game. And the thing that I think pisses a lot of people off is we're seeing them just like if it's not an open world or if it's not a multiplayer arena shooter if it's not something that we can monetize year in year out like an assassin's creed uh infinity like and we then don't going do into it. like live service games like is, yeah. is this one of their live service things that they're going to be doing absolutely and yeah. so like t- t- to me it's just it's like ubisoft you're losing us you had us a few years ago you're doing really well, and now it's just like, give us Sam, give, you, give the you, fans what they want. To me, I don't care about Splinter Cell one way or the other. I think it would be a series yeah. that I would like to enter into one day. But to me, I'm not chopping at the bit for. I know that there are so many, so many Splinter Cell fans that that want this. They, they need it, man. So okay, hear me out, everyone listening no. in your car. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, fine, whatever. I just won't say it. It's fine. All right, next story. Uh, no, if you're in your car, you're, you're working out, let's say running, jogging, whatever. Yeah. Um, if you work at Ubisoft, please, are you telling me nobody looked at IO Interactive and what they did with Hitman and say, you know what? Let's take that and put uh, make a Sam Fisher Splinter Cell game just like the new Hitman games. Are you mm-hmm. telling me that didn't cross anyone's mind? Apparently that not. That seems perfect. That seems yeah. perfect. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. And Hitman's so great now that you mention it. But I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to go on too much about X Defy. I, I will you. check it out. I will check it sure. out. I'll give it a, a, an honest go. But uh, right now, I'm just kind of. Give us Splinter Cell. Well, I think it said what all oh, you can sign up for the test August yeah. 5th. But only PC players. Only PC. So I got to get my Steam hey. Deck to make that happen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about something troubling and probably problematic, Kyle. Uh, first off, Ubisoft, treat your people better. Secondly, yes. let's talk about Tencent buying. Sam Byford over at The Verge writes, Tencent, Tencent is buying... British game studio Sumo for $1.27 billion. Tencent has announced plans to buy British video game company Sumo Group for $1.27 billion. The Chinese tech giant already has an 8.75% stake in the development as GamesIndustry.biz reports, and the offer represents a 43% premium on Sumo's current valuation. Based in Sheffield, England, Sumo's well-regarded core studio, Sumo Digital, has carried out contract work for many of the biggest names in gaming. It developed Sony's PlayStation 5 launch title, Sackboy Big Adventure, and was the primary studio behind Microsoft's Crackdown 3 for Xbox consoles and PC. Quote, the three founders of Sumo who work in the business, Paul Porter, Darren Mills, and I, are passionate about what we do and are fully committed to continuing in our roles, says Sumo, Sumo CEO Carl Cavers in a statement. 
The opportunity to work with Tencent is one we just couldn't miss. It would bring another dimension to Sumo, presenting opportunities for us to truly stamp our mark on this amazing industry in ways which have been previously been out of reach, end quote. Caver says Tencent has demonstrated its commitment to backing Sumo's client's work, as well as its own original IP, so things are unlikely to change too quickly. The buyout does, however, give Tencent yet another foothold in the international gaming industry following prominent investments in companies like Epic, Riot, Activision, and Ubisoft. I want to highlight these. Um, No one's talking about this. No one. Awesome Dave writes in, with the and I love how awesome Dave, you made me laugh because I thought of the line from "This is the End," where uh, one of the guys went, "So something not so chill happened last night." Yep. <laughs> so he says, "With the not so banger news out of about Tencent buying Sumo Digital, are you concerned that some companies are too eager to buy or sell?" Does this does the whole like you know, season of acquisitions, does this kind of start to concern you as we see Microsoft buy huge studios like Bethesda and more so Tencent? Like they bought, after this announcement, they also bought another small indie studio by the name of Stunlock, I believe, uh, for Mm -hmm. an undisclosed amount of money. Um, Does this concern you about acquisitions? They're like, are they getting out of hand, Kyle? (laughs) Is it making you nervous? Yeah, yeah, they're they're getting a little out of hand. Why, no matter why? who's doing it, why are they scared? Because Sumo Digital sold for one point two seven billion dollars. Show yeah, billion with mm-hmm. a B. Good That's for them. Tencent just throwing. Right. Oh, I am super happy for Sumo. I love Sumo. Sure. I love Sackboy Big Adventure. I love their work. I it just like Tencent just throwing around money. One point two seven billion. I would not. I what did in. Sony buy Insomniac for two hundred and twenty-seven million dollars. Do you see what I'm talking about? Like <laughs> the the yeah. disparity there. Like right. I love Sumo, but they're nowhere in, on Insomniac's level. It's sumo, if I'm if I, I could be dyslexic brain firing off here, they have I believe nine studios, nine or six around there. I can look at that. I can look that up. Thank I mean, you. if that's the case, that makes sense. Because I'm about to have a rant, so you go look that up. They bought Please Sumo do. Group. And I'm going to cuss again, and I apologize, Earthy Cheese's mom, for $1.27 billion. Tencent is wielding around fuck Eight you studios. Money. Eight studios. They're yeah. wielding around fuck you money and buying everybody with it. Like, they're making deals that, yeah, if I'm Sumo, and someone, like, approached me at Sumo, like, you want to sell the trophy room for $1.27 billion? Guys, I would be a fool. I'm selling out. I'm cashing in right now. Are you kidding me? Like, that is an that's an insane amount of money. I'll rename it the Tencent Room. No problem. That said, <laughs> Kevin Ainsworth writes in, should we could be concerned about the growing presence of Tencent in the games industry? And absolutely, we should be. No one... <laughs> No one, not an IGN or GameSpot or or anybody, is 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 pointing the the microscope at what is Tencent putting in major investments in companies like Epic, like Riot, like Activision, and Ubisoft, and then buying out all these smaller studios out in Europe, and even some like I believe uh, they even have influence at Bungie. This is scary stuff because listen. I don't want to be all fear mongery with you guys, but Tencent is a 
uh, Chinese company. They have a huge stake in the CPP, which is a Chinese People's Party. Uh, they have a voice within the government, a loud one. And this is a, 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 a company that's going out there, buying all these entertainment companies or partnering with them or putting seed money into. And what do you think they're going to do? They're going to censor games. They're going to censor it down to like what we saw Disney with a rise of Skywalker. Spoiler alert. There's a LGBTQ plus scene in there. Kiss that's taken out because of Chinese influence. You had John Cena. We didn't see him on camera, but we heard him apologize for just mentioning that Taiwan is a country and that it exists and that it's sovereign. And then we had, look at Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. Remember, remember the whole uh, Hong Kong issue just a year ago? Yes, this is a big deal. This is something that we shouldn't turn away from. This is something that I, I, I'm getting a little concerned with. And Kyle, the one rumor that is uh, is is coming up, and I should have put it in the show notes, but a German reporter actually came out and said that Tencent is looking to buy um, Crytek for over $300 million. And in this buyout, it would include the parent company that offers defense and surveillance uh, contract work with the German military. This is a really scary thing because if you just take a look at what some Chinese products like Lenovo or uh, Howie, if I'm pronouncing it right, have been caught doing is literally putting spyware in their devices, spying on us. And you might say, Kyle, why? who cares? Who cares if someone has my information? I give it out to EA. I give it out to who knows what when I sign out those old waivers of terms and agreements. But just think about this here for a second, gang. This is a foreign power. You don't know what they're up, up, up. You don't know what they're up to. You know what Facebook will do. They're going to sell your, 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 your information to advertisers. So you get all those cooking apps or whatever to show you, right? You, you have a foreign power knowing how you look at news or how you communicate online, how you consume content online, and they can just feed you propaganda that a, you want to see or B, you don't want to see, or C, that's going to influence you or further divide each other, which we already very much are, this is a scary, scary thing that I think no one's talking about because people are afraid it's going to hurt their bottom line. I don't know, Kyle. That was my TED Talk. Yeah. Welcome yeah, to I Conspiracy was just, Theory While you were line. doing that, <laughs> while you are doing that, I was just looking up like what these studios have worked on, these eight, because... Obviously, like Sumo Sheffield is like their big one. Yeah. Uh, who Sackboy Big Adventure? They've worked on for Forza Horizon Four. They worked on Crackdown Three, yeah. among smaller things like Snake Pass, um, and like Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing. You have Sumo Newcastle, which just put out Hood Outlaws and Legends. That was their first game from that studio. Mm-hmm. You have um, Lab Forty Two. That worked on Sonic Mania and Yakuza Kiwami, Yakuza Zero, mm-hmm. um, and then you have Red Kite Games, who have who helped with Mafia Three Definitive Edition, Battletoads, Two Point Hospital, God of War Three Remastered. There was another one that did everybody everybody going home to the Rapture, that mm-hmm. walking sim game on PlayStation. Like there are some, I mean, PlayStation is concerned, PlayStation exclusives that are. are 
just taken away yeah. or, or or i mean will probably still come out on playstation but not they'll probably be everywhere now uh, unless tencent becomes or goes into agreement with sony itself and right and has some sort of talk there but like that that is a big blow that one of playstation's mascots sackboy is now bought by another company well, it's not like it's. it's it, I mean, PlayStation. Owns I mean, Media that Molecule. Yeah, yeah, Media Molecule yeah. has them, but like the the studio that has been behind the latest ones. And to me, it's not even just that of like, you know, if and of course I need to preface this when we talk about China, it's the government in China, not the people. Um, but like to me, it's it's really more about that that it, that irks me, um, and, and really just. It, 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 it makes me just pause for caution because you could take any IP like Sackboy, dude, hand that shit off to Team Asobi. They're going to do great with it, right? Like sure. it, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not an impossible task for them. They, they've done great with platformers. It's the fact that we have an entity that has its tentacles everywhere, influencing seemingly everything. That is that is, as the kids say, not chill. You know, and that's the thing that really irks that ain't me the lit. most. Yeah, and like, it, it, and it, listen again. Someone approached me for one point two billion dollars, and they said, "I want to buy your home." I'm like, "Okay, go for it." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it. I'm just one man. I'll leave right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll replace everything. Yeah, it's fine. You you, can, you want my stuff? You can have my stuff. I don't care. I yeah, got yeah, a yeah. billion dollars, so I can't fault. Would them you for like this. my social security card? I'll give that to you Please. too. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but like to me, this is just. It's a troubling sign that I want people to really, really take notice of because this is kind of scary. I don't know. And maybe I'm just fear-mongering to fear-monger, just my anxiety of being stuck in this house all the time. But it's just how I'm feeling. That said, Kyle, let's get into some Gamescom news. More importantly, who will probably not be there. So let's take it away there. Chandler Wood over at PS Lifestyle writes, PlayStation is likely skipping Gamescom 2021. EA, Ubisoft, Xbox, and more confirmed to attend. PlayStation appears to be opting out of yet another big gaming event. Sony is not listed as attending Gamescom 2021, even as companies like EA, Ubisoft, Xbox, and more are confirmed for the show. Gamescom 2021 is set to be all digital again, with the COVID pandemic still presenting issues for organizing and holding physical events. Gamescom 2021 will once again kick off with the Jeff Keighley-hosted Opening Night Live Showcase on August 25th, and then feature additional presentations from August 25th to 27th. Gamescom organizers confirmed the 2021 attendees list earlier today, which includes 19 big partners for the show. We've got 505 Games, Activision, Bandai Namco Entertainment, Electric Arts, Indie Arena Booth, Coach Media, or Cock Media, Next <laughs> Studios, nice. Tencent Games, Sega Europe, Team 17, Thunderful Games, Ubisoft, and Xbox. Additionally, 80 curated top indie titles will be showcased at large. It's possible that Sony and PlayStation could still join the Gamescom 2021 exhibitors list, but not being on board early on, along with Sony's trend of skipping out on big gaming events the past couple of years, seems to indicate that the company will not be in attendance at the show. Notably, however, Nintendo is another massive company that isn't yet listed as attending Gamescom 2021. Oh my goodness, Kyle. I'm scared. Someone hold me. I'm nervous. What's happening to PlayStation? 
Why are they abandoning everything? They have nothing to show. What is the Do other you thing hear the terror in my voice? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so look. The call is from inside the house. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> look, I am not. I, I put this here because I know if we don't, someone will yell at me. Sony is not sure, coming yeah. to Gamescom from what it sees. For what it seems. Gamescom is at later on in August. What did they say here? August 25th. 25th. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man, uh, Nintendo's not going to be here either. When I take a look at the the showcase here, or who's going to be here, it's a digital event. So, like, again, I'm at this point of like, why, why do any of these people need to show up here? <laughs> Nintendo's not, and we're not worried about Nintendo. I don't think. Um, I think it, PlayStation's absence really does hinder on are they being just too silent, you know? And I think only time's going to tell on that one. Again, mm-hmm. that rumored state of play that we keep hearing about, who knows? What if that doesn't happen and there's no Gamescom show, Kyle? I'm the, the every week, every day, every mm-hmm. hour, every mm-hmm. minute that we don't hear this rumored August gigantic state of play. <laughs> I'm getting worried that it's not happening. Yeah, I'm getting more and more worried that it's just not we're not going to hear anything from Sony Big wise, like maybe we'll have a smaller state of play like in September or at the mm-hmm. end of August, but nothing like hard hitting. Look at all these indie titles. Look at all these things. Part of me thinks that maybe they're waiting for and maybe not like not for like a major reason, but like next week's is also Annapurna's first showcase ever from a game standpoint. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of indie titles that PlayStation has really focused on. That will probably be shown in there. Stray, first and foremost, will be shown off there. And Solar Ash and stuff. So, like, I'm wondering if they're going to wait till after all that is done. And, and when and is that again, Kyle? Get, that is next Thursday, the okay. 29th, I believe. 29th. Okay. Yeah. So, Makes it sense. just... It's it's a small little thing, but I'm just maybe they're just waiting for everything possible to really get their show solidified right as what's going to be there and not like double dipping but i don't want to be worried yeah i want to see it you are worried you're legitimately worried i'm legitimate legitimately worried because i miss it i need some sony Mm -hmm. home home cooking that's what i need (laughs) i need i need mama's meatloaf right now which is the sony state of play (laughs) the meatloaf um meatloaf. for me i'm not too nervous because i'm pretty sure this is happening and what the like the rumors and the speculation wheel are telling us, uh, or how, as they're turning, it it says that Call of Duty. I know that that listen. I know that line didn't make sense. Shut your mouth, viewer. All right, I love you. <laughs> I've stumbled so many times today, Joe. You're fine. <laughs> okay, good. Um, well, all the rumors are saying is Call of Duty and Final Fantasy 16, right? Uh, are the ones that are delaying the show. But I will say this. If they don't, they don't show up in August and they don't obviously show up here. It's a huge catastrophic mistake. It's a huge catastrophic mistake because you just saw Xbox unload. They took the MPD for that month. And listen, I don't really care for units sold, but it seems like the wind's getting at the back of Microsoft. And if I'm Sony, I really want to dampen that sale. 
And I'm really mm-hmm. telling my partners like, okay, come on, gang. It's time to get on this bus. Let's show our wares. Because if if you're just going to let Microsoft be the talk of the town for the whole summer and everybody's, the, the thing that they're saying is, where are you? And not, whoa, Sony. And you're coming into this holiday season. It just wouldn't make sense. So mm-hmm. I, I really think they're getting their holiday in, in order here. And yes, as every day goes by, Horizon seems like it's it's 2022. Uh, it's my time for a countdown. It's currently 1037 on Thursday, July 21st, 2021. Mm-hmm. Herman Hulst, where's the date? <laughs> Where Anytime is it? now. Drop it, Herman. Come on. What are you waiting for, man? Yeah. <sighs> Goodness gracious. It's been three weeks since my last confession. Come on. <laughs> where is it? <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's where I'm at here. Again, I'm. I'm getting nervous. Show me something. So yeah. Show me something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get into some flash news. Flash news, a new PS5 digital edition, new version of the PlayStation 5. And this comes from Tom Ivan over at uh, VGC. A new digital edition console detailed in an official Japanese product manual shows an updated hardware model CF1-110B. It weighs. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. Let me let me take that oh, one please. over. Ready? Yeah, go for it. Uh CFI dash one one zero zero B weighs in at three point six kilometers or kilograms, whatever, which is three hundred kilograms less than the launch version. Kyle, take it away. Uh, CFI dash one zero 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 B. The revision hardware also appears to include a different screw used to attach the console stand. Aw, Sony. Ah, uh, yes, us. different screw. <laughs> Beep boop zip Makes zorp. all the difference. There you go. There's the re- remodel you want. <laughs> <laughs> this means nothing. Here's something that means something. Uh, Liana oh, Rupert yeah. from Game Informer magazine. For those of who love Final Fantasy X Experience and its it's sequel, many have wondered if a third game in the particular iteration of Final Fantasy Universe would ever be a reality. For those, uh, it looks like those X3 dreams could be coming true because Tetsuya Nomura has confirmed that Final Fantasy X3 concept is already in motion with a story already written. However, the caveat is that it is still a long way off as the team focuses on Final Fantasy VII Remake. In a recent interview with Famitsu, a Japanese magazine translated by RPG site, Nomura uh, confirmed its existence of the X3 story, saying, If we are going to make X3, we somehow have a synopsis written by the Final Fantasy X writer, uh, he added, it's sleeping right now, but the plot itself exists. Kyle, this oh. is only for you. Uh, shout out to it's the so uh, Kata- Kotaku article. Goodness, us and words tonight. That they're, they're like, this game was our sexual awakening, which absolutely. Oh, my goodness. The, the, yeah. What up, Lulu? How's it going? <laughs> R- R- Riku, I think her name Riku? is. Riku and Lulu. Mm-hmm. Lulu. Let me see Lulu mm-hmm. Lemon over here. Lulu. Um. Final Fantasy X is one of, if not my favorite game of all time. It's up there for sure. It is. It holds a very special place in my heart. I love the battle system. I love being able to swap party members in and out. Um, never finished Ten Two, um, but that was that was uh, Joe. I don't know if you know anything about Ten Two. 
No. But you play as Yuna, who is the the main girl in in 10. Sure. And um Riku and another girl who shows up uh, called Pain. Yes, well, and they could, are she a could girl. Put me in some type of pain for what I'm looking at. <laughs> they're a girl group. They are. They are a music girl group, uh, they and are. they perform all over Spira. Uh-huh. And uh, they're 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 they're, you know, fighting monsters and and doing cool things, yeah. or whatnot. Never finished that one, but I just love the world of Final Fantasy X. And yeah. just recently, it celebrated its twentieth year. Yeah. anniversary or something like that uh-huh. i i know you're off in in la la land uh looking up these gorgeous characters but i monumental day in gaming for me i got oh final yeah monumental all right yeah well i i got final fantasy 10 and grand theft auto 3 on the same day oh really went home with both games oh, my goodness. so i both awakenings for you know yeah. many different reasons oh, in, in both of those games um I can't even imagine where ten three will go. It's still far way off. I will probably be dead by the time ten three is out because <laughs> FF seven remake will be yeah. done when I'm eighty two years young. Yeah. So like, I'm not expecting it anytime soon. But it's super cool that we're getting more in it. Just give me more Blitzball. That's one of my favorite Final Fantasy side action things you can do. So Payne like, has this hot goth chick awesome. thing going on. Yeah, she does. And uh, I'm into it. But yeah. like Riku, I remember as a, a, like an 11-year-old boy, it was like the eyes bulging out, tongue out, hitting the floor type of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, what a pretty fake lady. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, cool. I never, I really, I, I saw, I, the only thing I remember is I saw as a child the trailer of the, the one girl singing who's like a K-pop star. Yuna. Yuna. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what's going on here? But, like, everybody's hot. Which seems like is a common thread in Final Fantasy. Yeah. Everybody is just attractive. Mm -hmm. Another bit of flash news, Kyle. Ghost of Tsushima, director's cut. Here's something to note. You could pet different animals. Yeah. Not just foxes, but we saw kitty cats, little monkeys, and durs. Oh, my. Durs? Durs. Not the durs. That's right. That's right. Uh, Awesome trailer. I'm I'm in Kyle. I know you didn't watch it. You want to hold in the surprises for yourself. So, yeah, go ahead, check it out. Looks awesome, Kyle. I do want to say, uh, or actually, I want to get into something here. What you've been playing, real fast, before we prepare the yeah, drop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what have you been playing, my man? I mean, besides, and will be the show just for weeks going on. Yeah. Just, just your new know that I'm playing it every day. Yeah. It's just a thing that is happening. I have finally gotten all of the cards. I've successfully completed all of that. So I've gotten all the live series cards. I've unlocked Chipper Jones, one of the best players in the game. I'm on top of the world right now and I'm going to be the show. Um, having a great time still. We'll probably play that every day until the next game comes out next year um but the other big thing i played did not get too much into more into where the heart leads yet i'm gonna go back to that eventually um yesterday came out one of my most anticipated games and this is an xbox game (gasps) you betrayed your own playstation fan listen i got an xbox series x specifically so i could play this game on release day uh yes i bought my series x for an indie game Come at me. Uh, Death's Door is fantastic. Made by Acid Nerve, who previously made uh, and developed um, Titan Souls. Mm -hmm. Um, Death's Door, you follow around this little crow 
whose job is to go into um, these other worlds and reap souls and bring them back. He's kind of like a, a like an undertaker of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is very much a Souls-like yeah. Zelda game. Yeah. It's like a combination of it where you got like a dodge roll. You got to memorize attacks, um, big bosses. The enemy design is super cool. The music is incredible. The humor is perfect. Yeah. So there, when you're walking, you the, it opens up. It's all black and black and white, kind of grayscale, until you get into these other worlds and the colors pop open. But you arrive at your place of business, your office per se, on a city public bus. You hop <laughs> off the public bus as a crow with a sword, glowing red sword. You have to walk through security. And you walk through a metal detector, and the security guard's name is Ball Plart. Nice. <laughs> it's Ball Plart. And he's just like, yeah, you're good. Come on. And you go through, and it's beeping like, no, you have a sword. You cannot go through. He's like, he doesn't care. You yeah. just keep going. Like, there, there's so many really cool, funny things. You um, walk into this other character who has a pot of soup for his head. Mm. And guess what this character's name is, Joe? Who? What, what's his name? Pothead. This name's Pothead. Nice. Very classy. <laughs> and it's just like my kind of humor. It hits. It's not really hokey at all. And the gameplay is just fantastic. Yeah. It, it really is. I it's saw it. It's really, like top really down Dark top Souls. Top down meets Dark Souls. Cla- it, remind, it, it feels like and looks like a lot like Tunic, which is another yeah. Xbox game that should be coming out at some point soon. Um, really, really digging it. It's not on Game Pass, but it's also like only eighteen bucks. Mm. So, like, please support this. Ready for this? Two person team. Wow. A two person team made this. Yeah. I'm sure there were other people that helped out, but like, Acid Nerve is just two people. Yeah. So, please go show it some love. It is well worth your time. Honest to goodness, Kyle, I I bit the bullet. I bought this game. I, I did not get far because I wanted to play a bit more Chris Tales, which we'll talk Absolutely. in a sec. Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, as someone who loves a good challenge, loves a good Souls game, wow. Like, stellar. Like, the music is great. The art is fantastic. Combat mm-hmm. just feels so freaking good. And it's when 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 you learn it's made by only two people, it just blows your brain. Like, it's just, it just, absolutely boom, explosion. Like, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. It's a great little game. Um, I want to shout out Splitgate. That's what I've been playing over the oh, weekend. Yeah, uh, is that like the Portal shooter? Exactly. Think Halo meets Portal. That is what they want you to do. Uh, that's what the game is all about. So pretty much, it's an arena shooter akin to Halo, but the guns do not shoot nearly as good. Uh, I actually think it's maybe the, the the worst part about the game is actually the shooting. It feels more akin to like a mobile esque experience. Like none of the animations mm. from the guns feel like a Feel like I'm really hitting my target. None of the sounds are all too all, uh, convincing, if that makes any sense. Okay. The thing that is the hook is the portal. So instead of grenades, your bumper buttons are literally your L1, your R1 are one portal in, one portal out. And so you can manipulate the world around you so that you could be in a constant loop, just flying in the air, just sniping people, no scoping them. It's a really cool. cool game in that regard. I just don't think there's enough depth there because though the, the portals are, are fun to use, the gun balance in the game is completely broken. 
Like there's a DMR, a single shot gun that you can use. That's really the only gun you should be using because every other weapon just doesn't feel great. And from what I'm really uh, aware of, none of the power weapons in the map or, or modes are really compelling enough for me to stay locked in. So I know this is getting a lot of love everywhere else. It's just not, it's not piquing my interest yet, but if the idea sure. of portal meets halo works for you, go try this game out. It's absolutely free. Um, and the devs are so humbled and surprised of how well this game is, is being received. I think it could go somewhere if they fix up some of the gun balance and some of the, the animation and sound work. Cause again, this is a small indie team as well. But um, for me, eh, it, it it didn't it didn't hit that that hard for me. What I say uh, is, just, yeah, go for it, Kyle. Real quick, yeah. something that I it just sparked something I want to say, and I think mm-hmm. I said it on uh, when I streamed Death Door on Tuesday night of this week. Um, go tell the devs of the games you love that you love their game. Just like it goes a long way. Like I've heard from multiple devs that I've interviewed in the last couple of months or whatnot, like when, when people do that, they actually love it and it fuels that fire and passion even more. Like show your appreciation. Just don't just like say it on a show or yeah. everything, like tag them on Twitter and actually say, Hey, I appreciate your hard work. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. Like it, it goes a long way. Please do more of that. Someone who did a great job at this and rest your soul, Bobby. I love you so very much. Um, Bobby Paul's Nintendo Guru when he was alive. Um, if he really liked your game, I remember the one thing that he said to me is he wouldn't tweet tweet at you. That'd be maybe it's a thing he'd do, but he would actually write a letter, mail it out to him. He did that oh, to that's Zoink. Awesome. Yeah, he did that with with uh, I believe Zoink, and they became very friendly with each other, and and the dev team loved it because he didn't just take the time out to type something, wrote it. It was methodical. It, yeah. it was thoughtful. He sent it out there. It's tangible. You could feel it. And uh, when he passed, unfortunately, because of uh, COVID, everybody get your goddamn vaccine. It's not a joke. Um, mm-hmm. You know, having Zoink kind of immortalize him um, it was really nice to see. So, yeah, please go out there. Yeah. Right after you get vaccinated, tell, tell the deaf team that you care, that you love their work, because it really Absolutely. does go a really long way. You're totally right. That said, I want to gush about a game, and I can't send a medal. Please do. Because uh, Bobby would hate it. <laughs> so I want to talk just a little bit about Chris Tales. Um, I, yes, I, please. I, I got this game from Modus Studios. They're the developers uh, making this game, so take it with a grain of salt. This is an indie love letter to jrpgs of past so kind of like how death's door is a love letter to the souls and zelda series this is mm-hmm. a love letter to jrpgs in what i think is one of the just most beautifully animated uh indie games that i've seen or just in general the artwork just blows my mind of how smooth and everything Stunning. just yeah. colorful so if i were to elevator pitch what this game looks like to me it's kind of like take classic Samurai Jack with like uh, Adventure Tales type of color palette. And that's what you're merging this game into. Just take a like think of like classic Golden Age Cartoon Network type vibes. That's how I I look at it. Maybe even Powerpuff sure. Girls yeah. is a better uh, better than than Adventure Time. 
it looks so beautiful. It's so colorful. And the character designs on everyone is fantastic. I'm only a few hours in, but like every single voice actor and actress in this game just owns their role. It's so well done. Each performance mm-hmm. is superb. Again, the art style is magnificent. And in terms of like classic JRPG, Kyle, this game screams you because it's very oh, yeah. much, it, it very much is like that. The, the, you know, what I think of a classic Final Fantasy game would kind of roll into in, in, in terms of its intros and its, its opening. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Octopath Traveler in that way because it's turn-based. And that's how mm-hmm. I understand turn-based games is actually from Octopath. So the cool thing about this game is you actually control time. So if you're in a battle, let's just say, with a goblin, which is an early on enemy, you can actually make that goblin turn old <laughs> and actually it'll hurt them more. So like if they're wearing chain mail, you can th- tell someone to throw water on them. And then you, the character of Chryselwell, I, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, will turn the turn turn the goblin or, or that area um, forward in time. And then that armor will rust. Uh and break apart and you can land critical hits so you can age up or age down time accordingly to help you fight and switch on and off the other thing that they want you to do as well is time attack so as you're right about to slash an enemy or as an enemy's right about to hit you you could block or get a critical or extra hit in if you just press x again as they're about to hit i feel like that's a little finicky and doesn't work as well as intended but it's a really cool combat system from what I've gotten into so far. And the way I've been traversing through the game is you actually take a look at while you're going through the world, the left side of your screen is the past. The middle is the present. And then the right side of your screen is the future. So you can actually take a look at the world of where it was, where it is, and where it could be. Uh, in this game, as you go out and you can solve puzzles that way and help solve certain things around the towns um, as you go about it. Really cool. Again, very early in, but Kyle, this is 100% up your alley. Yeah, I've I've played the demo a few times. Um, I think it was part of the Xbox uh, Summer Game. Also, just, I want to apologize. Weird noise outside. Don't know what that is. Maybe a pack of hyenas. Who knows? Sure. Again, the map of your neighborhood. <laughs> Constantly changing. Um, uh, yeah, I played this demo a couple times. Uh, I think Xbox Summer Game Demo Fest last year, I think it was a part of. Yep. Um, absolutely adored it. And I, I I have a question for you, Joe. How are you liking it being a not a JRPG fan? Like, are you digging the turn-based thing? Is the text and story too much for you? Like, uh like your previous history with JRPGs yeah. and whatnot? Yeah, my ADHD brain kicks in every now and again. Sure, when it comes to, I gotcha. I I've gotcha. missed very important keys of the story, key details of the okay. story, because I'm pressing X a lot. Um, so I will say that my ADHD brain gets in the way. The one thing that I feel like is odd because I'm playing on PS5 is you go through little loading screens when you're you know getting into battle, just like at each JRPG or getting out of an area. Yeah. It mm-hmm. just feels weird to wait like one or two seconds for things. That's a I totally weird. get that now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm, I'm in, man. I'm, I'm. That's awesome. I'm really interested in this game for sure. So check it out. Yeah. It's on PS5, on PS4, also on Game Pass. 
with that, Kyle, question. Are you holding on to something? I sure am. Prepare the drop. Here are their latest steals and deals heading your way onto the PlayStation storefront. Kyle, this week's Joe. games are Chris Tales for PS5, PS4. What are you uh-huh. holding, by the way? This is the prop I was getting earlier. This is my Howard the Duck 4K steelbook that I bought. <laughs> you have a problem that needs to be stopped. <laughs> Howard the Duck, of all things you're going to collect, it's Howard the Goddamn Duck. It's a steelbook. You know, we share that obsession, Joe. I get it, but it's also Howard the Duck. Anyway, Chris Tales, PS5, <laughs> PS4. Last Stop, which is another indie darling on PS5 and PS4. Orcs Must Die 3, formerly a Stadia exclusive now on PS4. And rest in peace of Vita. These are the last Vita games ever. Nothing after this. Killer Dolls United on PS Vita. Mind Maze on PS5, PS4, and PS Vita. Russian Subway Dogs on PS Vita. I know you played that one, I believe, Kyle. I th- I think so. All right, there you go. Those are the games coming out this week. Also, there is a summer sale on the storefront right now. A lot of games on sale. Um, I got Dark Souls 3 for $12 hairs. I believe it's 12 or 15 Um, But go check is a look at that. Is that with everything included or just the base? No, ones? everything included is 21 But there's no way on God's okay. Game Perfect Earth that I'm going to get through the season pass. So I'm not going to bother with that. That's fair. Um, That's fair. But yeah, I, I, I want to play it. 60 FPS on PS5. So I'm all about that life. Tons of games on that sale. So just take a look at it. Too many to list, but... There you go. Those are the games coming out this week. Kyle, it is time for the last segment of the show, the Sony Pony Express. Yeah, That's right. That's right. You can send your questions in to the Sony Pony Express by a multitude of ways. You can at us at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can message us on Discord each and every Wednesday or you get it, get even a little crazy and email us at PS Trophy Room at Gmail. TPR writes in. I know we've been hearing a lot about incoming director's cuts, but do you, well, sorry, but what games would you like to have sh- a streamlined cut? A game that is re released without the boring fluff, fetch quests that you'd rather not appear, arbitrary level barriers removed, etc. I personally would like an Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, to have such a feature, I don't like putting more than 40 hours towards a game's completion, and a streamlined version will elevate my qualms buying the game. I will say this. Any game is a JRPG, if it lasts more than 40 hours, I am out of there. I am out of there fast, man. I, I can't do it. So, like, Persona, I'm going to try one more time. I, I bought you for 20 bucks on the last PlayStation sale. But when I hear like a hundred plus hours, I'm just like, man, that's a lot of commitment, famous Seamus. I don't know. That's a lot of reading, and I'm too dumb. So maybe. But that that's what I would want cut. A lot of like uh Japanese developed games have a lot of fluff in them. A lot of systems just to have systems in there. Again, like Scarlet Nexus, which congratulations, you did great on the MPD uh MPD charts. But yeah, a lot of games that like, man, cut the fluff. Let me enjoy this game, you know? What's that, you got? I, I, I mean, my 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 mind went first to Persona Five. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I love what I played. I have to get back to it. It's just there are some times where it does drag a little too much in between like palaces and whatnot. Like, sure. I don't have to go through every single day of the week kind of thing and mm-hmm. do all these little tasks and whatnot. Understand it's rewarding and I get that, but like just truncate it down a little bit just to let's let's try to get it to like I don't know seventy five hours, yeah. not like a hundred or something. Yeah. Uh, the other one would be uh, for Kojima to. pull the reins a little bit (laughs) not add more because my my one thing that i think of never played it fully but i watched i I bought it and my friend played it um in college Mm. is metal gear solid 4 and just how long those cutscenes were and how long like it was in between uh you know action set pieces it just seemed like it was too much So, like, I'm sure a lot of it was important to the story or whatnot, but if I am waiting more than, I don't know, four minutes in between a gameplay section, Mm -hmm. it's too long for me. Fair. Yeah. Kyle, I was was trying to look up something here um, for our next question, because I want to know your take. Um, I also was going to look it up because I wasn't sure what... (laughs) Luke was talking about. So uh, uh, I'll talk about it. Luke Snore, I mean Luke Bohr, I mean Luke Lore writes in, <laughs> what responsibilities do journalists have that content creators don't? Ethically speaking, where's the line? Thinking of Kotaku's mess versus exaggerating YouTubers. So Kyle, I don't know if you've seen a lot of what um, people have been saying about Kotaku as of late. But a lot of the content, uh, or some of the content, I shouldn't say a lot because that would be exaggerating, seems just kind of mean-spirited at this point. Like, mm. a lot of the the one in in uh, in particular is, well, well, the first one I just saw, thank you, Jess Gordon, for pointing it out. Um, Xbox boss wants to preserve games while threatening game preservation, which I thought was a very weird take the other one that they got a lot of heat for is 2k quietly launches new XCOM game that looks like shit that's their that was, title yes. that they thought was okay. appropriate mm-hmm. um and there was another one i'm trying to find oh yes call of duty dev visiting europe shooting old guns was hard work you know that was the the three articles in question here so one of them being how uh, it looks like for certain backwards compatible games, you have to be online in order to play them on Xbox. The Call of Duty dev visiting Europe shooting old guns was references to uh, devs going over to historical sites shooting old guns to get references for uh, how their guns should shoot, feel, sound in Call of Duty and how a lot of hard work goes into those types of visits in that type of research. And then the XCOM game being a mobile game that isn't what you would think an XCOM game would be. So it's like not a turn-based game at all. It just looks like Mm -hmm. a mobile cash grab. Mm -hmm. All these things are really inflammatory, right? Um, And I feel... I feel a little divided. So knowing with all the information I just unloaded onto you, what's your feeling here? Because I've seen a lot of people that I... Like, you know, and any news piece out of Kotaku would be like, oh, Kotaku's out of touch. But 
it's now prominent people in the industry going, I think you're going too far here. I think you're punching below the waist. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I, I think I think the the one that when you said it, it did ring a bell of the XCOM one. It's just like, why? Right. Who approved that right. kind of thing? Like you, there, like you can still have that that sentiment in your article, but there are ways to reword it to not sound like you are. Again, like a YouTuber, like a like a like a very like edge lord, like and not well, no, you are not an edge lord, oh. but like an edge lord, like YouTuber who's right. who's trying to say off the cuff remarks because that's what his following and community or their following right. and community want. They want the drama. They want people shitting on on games and and things because they think it's fun. Like there are ways that you could have reworded it a little bit mm-hmm. instead of just coming out like, "Hey, it looks like shit." Okay. Are you're supposed you're like a professional yeah, cool and tough guy. Critique thing. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. You're supposed to be paid for the words that you're able to produce <laughs> mm-hmm. and express in a like, better I way. Like I can say something that looks like shit, but I didn't go <laughs> for journalism. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> My vocabulary is bad. Your vocabulary is great. Be better. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. What do what responsibilities do do journalists have that content creators don't? Ethics, journalism. I am not a journalist. I don't claim to be. I I'm a bad one if I was. <laughs> um, as as a writer, whether you're writing for Kotaku, Entertainment Weekly, or whatever, there has to be an understanding that you are part of entertainment. This news really at the end of the day, don't mean much. Um, So there is a part of take it with a grain of salt, but there's also that editorial uh, or, or journalistic integrity that should be bound by you by saying, well, there's some things that I'm not going to do or some things that I'm not going to say or things I'm going to word to make sure that my readers are getting the best experience out of me or, or the best writing that I can, I can lay out. I look at people like Joseph Yaden, uh, friend of the show. We've mentioned mm-hmm. him multiple times on the show. Who's a fantastic writer. Adam Bankhurst as well. That'll just give you the meat and potatoes of what this thing's about. No flair. And just here's what this thing is written incredibly well. And then you have these, like, I'm just going to put you on blast, brother. I, I apologize, but I'm, I'm not a fan of pulling punches. If I know who you are and you're saying dumb shit, I'm going to call you out on it. Uh, but like Luke Plunkett, who wrote, 2K very quietly launches an XCOM game that looks like shit. Well, f- go fuck yourself, Luke, because here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, and again, sorry for the language, but like, the, how dare you? Because what we just said earlier, devs worked on this. People worked on this. And we expect, I expect that title to be a content creator title, a, a, a thumbnail that you sure. see on YouTube. You're supposed to be a little bit higher than that. Again, you went to college mm-hmm. for this shit, apparently. Right. Show some editorial restraint. Get a little bit more creative. This seems like just an outcry for attention. That's what YouTube videos are. Like YouTube videos are clickbait. Any YouTube video that you see, gang, is there to get your eyes looking and clicking on that thing. And if it's worthy of your attention or your time and there's substance there, we'll dictate whether it's clickbait or not. But in the grand scheme of things, everything is meant for you to click on it. And the more inflammatory it is on YouTube, 
the better, because if it bleeds, it leads. It's very strange because Kotaku a few weeks back said, Here, here's how we're going to change everything. We're not here to be Mr. You know, nice Guy anymore. We're going to be hard news about video games, the things that people don't want you to hear about. But instead, we get like insulting a developer's game by saying it looks like shit. We get this like very oversimplification of Call of Duty or, or how developers go to research for the thing that they're going to be writing on um, or, or, or working with. You know, you get this very oversimplification of Xbox's backwards compatibility. And it's it's almost, it is not almost, it's misleading the viewer, the listener, the whoever to go look at that thing. And it's not looking at it. It's about the hate click now. It's not even about the article anymore. Yeah. And um, it, it sucks. It really sucks. And and for a company that was just like, hey, listen, we're going to do things differently. They literally posted today because it would track on SEO. We made fun of it a while back of Final Fantasy X was my sexual awakening. Is that really journalism that you feel like you want to put out there? If it is, fine, but don't say that you're going to change the way that game writing is going to going to going to happen if if you're just doing the same shit as before. It seems like nothing yeah. has changed over at Kotaku. But I yeah. I think like going back to the XCOM one, because that, that's the one where I I feel is the worst out of them all. Sure. Is like I see that headline and I see so many people that we know and other people that are making content whose dream is to write for an IGN, a Kotaku, a, a, you know, the, these games sites to, to get paid to write and talk about games. Mm-hmm. And I see that headline and that comes from a place of like privilege and 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 just sitting there like uh, you're already there kind of thing yeah. right like you, you there's so many people that would die do anything to be in that position to talk about a cool XCOM mobile game that is coming out and you take your position as a writer at one of the biggest gaming outlets out there to Dunk do the on. opposite and do a, a like a negative take on gaming. Well, and here's the thing: like it just you could be negative if if you're yeah, if, but if do people, it in a do it in a non childish way. I guess yes. is where I'm coming from. Like it, this is the problem, and I'm gonna be honest to goodness as a podcaster, YouTuber, content creator. He, this is the underlying problem that is at play here, and I've mentioned it multiple times. I'll repeat it here: there is an animosity between three groups of people. Right. Writers, content creators, developers, and we could even put the game general gaming public as well. So four entities, right? Each one holds animosity towards each other in very weird ways. And it like anybody writing looks down at what I'm doing is my sure. general feeling because I'm an amateur or whatever they may think. We look down on them because they are constantly speaking down to us. And general, like, gamers, I feel like, that have their ear to the ground, maybe listening or reading he, uh, uh, Kotaku or whatever, also feel like they're being talked down to. Also feel like they're only getting one viewpoint across, right? It is it is such a echo chamber 
of an idea uh, that that is constantly being spoken out towards, or sorry, echo chamber of ideas clashing into each other. Um, that we don't we don't have real conversations. Like any writer, I feel like big time got to look down at what we do, and at times look at what we're doing, looking down at them. And the gaming media doesn't, or gaming folks don't want to be talked down to. And I feel like what Kotaku's been doing and what's being highlighted of what they're doing is talking down to their audience. Um, that's why, like, people that are not unsavory in our eyes are so popular because they're just saying something different. They're just saying something different. And that that's challenging to, to, some, to, to some folks out there. Same with devs. You're getting shit on constantly by everybody whether your servers aren't up yet because you're overwhelmed you're being trashed on by the gamers there's going to be an article on it and a video on it right um whatever case may be they're just constantly the ones being dumped on and uh i i feel like that was really childish uh of kotaku Mm -hmm. of luke plunkett that was just childish yeah it was stupid and uh and it has from what i can see they have changed the headline Yes, and um, and also I, I do want to mention I don't want to put the tweets out there, or add him on Twitter or anything like that. Um, but he was like, he was bitching about why he had to change the name. Foolish and honestly, not going to be. Kotaku's not going to be my first source for things. They haven't been for a very long time, but um, they are now. They're off my main hub, if if that makes sense of of who I'm looking towards. I'm looking at VGC. I'm looking at PlayStation Lifestyle. I'm looking at Push Square. I'm looking at uh, GameSpot, IGN, um, Screen Rant, all those places. I'm not Digital Trends. You're a gamer. No, no Kotaku for me. That said, great question, Luke, because uh, I feel like that needed to get off a lot of people's chests. Be nice to each yeah, other. P- sure. Treat people with res- respect. Call out the ones that aren't. That's very important. I hate when names are like, oh, this is what a mean person said. No, share what that mean person said. If they have the audacity to say something mean, they get to be on blast for it. I don't believe in that nonsense. You know? Likewise, if I do something shitty, someone call me out on it, you know? Yeah, like how you rigged the vote for Gravity Rush Remastered, which, by the way, you could be playing along with us. So when the Road to Greatness next yeah. episode goes live, you can be part of the conversation. Even though you rigged that election, how dare you? Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> Influenced it, Maybe. But I wouldn't say rigged it. That would be accurate. Kyle, (laughs) that's been the trophy room this week. What an amazing week it's been. Let everybody know where they can find you good, sir. Uh, You can find me at, oh my God, on Twitter, at Mr. KSF, along on PSN, and now on Xbox. Uh, You can follow all the indie game coverage that I do over at 61indie.com. That's 61 spelled out, S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E. That is also our Twitch name and YouTube channel, all that fun stuff. On Tuesdays is when I stream over there, so uh, come check me out. Played through RE2 Remake, played Death's Door this week. Next week, who knows what I'm playing. Maybe Gravity uh, Rush. Uh, if my copy comes in time, because I did buy a physical copy, I found one for cheap. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Because it's apparently cheap? rare. Whoa. What's cheap? Forty bucks. Jeez. All right. Well, that's what. I, that's how much it was every time. Oh, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah. uh, Gravity Rush 2 on sale digitally. You know, I'm going to pick that up. Uh, before uh, I go, I want to spotlight a awesome review that we got. Of course, you can send us a five-star review. We'll read those out on the show. Uh, and they write, amazing PlayStation show. The Trophy Room is an absolute must-listen for anyone in the gaming community, not just PlayStation. Joe and Kyle are fun great chemistry, and knowledgeable about the PlayStation ecosystem in my weekly rotation and won't miss an episode from The Muffin Mon from Apple Podcasts. Thank you all. Uh, thank you, Muffin Mon. The Muffin Mon. Yeah. I like that. I love it, too. It's a great name. So thank you so much. And you can find me over at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Remember, uh, twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room. To watch us react live to EA Play, Luke Lore will be joining me on that one uh, as we react live. And there will be a video version to the reactions. And Kyle and I on Friday are going to break the whole EA Play down that will be solely on YouTube this week. So thank you all so much. Also, just just in case I'm throwing out there, I feel pretty, pretty good. feel like I won't cry when I say this. Because, uh, ironically, we've been talking about dogs dying <laughs> for two weeks mm-hmm. in, like, video games and movies and how tragic it is. I want to say, I may miss next week's show. As the universe is a strange one, uh, we have some personal stuff going on here at the Bad Bit household. Uh, there has been a mass found on my dog. Hopefully, it says optimistic, it's not cancerous. Yeah. But if anything tragic were to happen to my little furry boy, I'm going to be an emotional wreck for a week at the least, at the least. So there's a chance that I may not be on next week's show, but uh, everybody put your thoughts out there for Marty or Martibus Fartibus is what I call him. Martibus. Marty's going to be a-okay. Oh yeah. He's, he's a little high on drinking lizards, which is hilarious (laughs) because he's all droopy face, but send, send your good vibes over to Marty because he's a good boy. And he's done nothing wrong. He's laughing. He's a good puppy. He's going to be all right. <laughs> with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, I love you. Keep your wits about you. And keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. <laughs>